You're listening to The Big Show with Maddie Rose. Great. Okay, what is it? <laughs> the end of the show. I'm George Russick. Sports at 960 The Fed. Bye. And Patrick Dumas. <laughs> it's Derek Wills. <laughs> Calgary Flames play by play. Oh. The Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. On Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two of the big show on your home of the Calgary Flames, Sports 960 The Fan. My name is Matty Rose. He's Patty Dumas. Just smashing, smashing a chicken McMuffin. That thing didn't stand a chance. It got cold quick. <laughs> okay, you could have finished chewing. That's fine. GVP and Shan are in the other room, and our dear friend Brent Cron, our big show Flames analyst, is here. And every time he stops by, it's brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home, anything that swings, slides, or rolls. Call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. Hey, bud. You know what? These micro... Yeah, hello? There's a delay in my mic... Oh, oh. He needs to be selected. There you go. No more delay. Oh man, that that's sucks. a that's, that's a freaky thing. Oh, hey, oh man, that's it. Feels like you're having like a stroke or yes, something. One of you my, get, start to panic. One of my first times hosting it was in the <laughs> afternoon, and I did a whole like the last ten minutes of a segment with my voice playing oh, behind me. Man, and I couldn't figure out why because I didn't. I never worked over here, and nobody really showed me what the hell was going on. Of course. Like, what the hell's going <laughs> yeah. on here? So like, oh, well, yeah. why, why would we bother? <laughs> HB Select. Figure it out. It's a lot funnier when you try and do it while you're learning in the yeah, fire. Oh, that, I yeah, think we just, like, I got to get out of here. I think we went to break like 10 minutes early. It's it funny so because if you ever go back and listen to a conversation, like a, a segment of someone trying to get through that, it sounds like they're trying to learn the language <laughs> while they speak it. Yep. Like it is very... Very disjointed and it's scattered. So I'm, I'm glad we got that sorted. Welcome aboard. How are you? How did you have a good weekend? Oh, I did. Uh, you know what? But before we get to that, okay, we're yeah, going to sure. still talk about this dysfunctional operation here with the, okay. uh, the, the monitor two, three, or whatever, right? Yeah. So it sounds like you have a translator in your ear, to your point, Matt. Right? Yes. About trying to learn the language again. And, the and UN here. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? It's like, and then I will respond to whatever language I choose to speak, and then you'll be like, oh, that's a great idea. Sounds mm. awesome. And we're just, we're just going to figure nodding. this whole, whole thing out, right? Um, I, you know, at, at at work, you know, I uh, you know you, you you kind of screw around with people every once in a while. You have a little bit of fun at their expense. You unplug their keyboard, their mouse, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. Just do little things. Yeah, you leave uh, tax on their chair. <laughs> you pour yeah. bleach in their coffee. Of course, just, right? Just fun little, things, little Easy things, right? Yeah, you know, little jokes. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the, 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 the lazy one is you know taking the keys off your keyboard and like just <laughs> rearranging them, right? Oh mm-hmm. no! And and yeah. so you know, unbeknownst to most people. Uh, I'm quite savvy on the keyboard. I can type, you know, uh, my... Uh, you got a high WPM? I was going to say very high WPM. I was mm. trying to figure out the acronym as I was speaking. <laughs> I got you. There was a gentleman in our office that thought he would get me. And uh, he rearranged my whole whole keyboard. Oh, no. Um, but I don't look at my keyboard when I type. Mm-hmm. So I, you know... Same. If, if I looked at it, it would screw me up, but I didn't. So I, and out of spite, I kept it there for a year and a half. And then, a, uh, and then a new gentleman came along, and I asked him to, we were trying to figure some stuff out, and I said, hey, can you come to my office, I need you to look at something, and he was looking at my keyboard, and he's a very educated man, and a very uh, uh, detail-oriented. A little, uh, a little OCD, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps, yeah. and he's looking at me, and he's typing on this keyboard, and he is literally just having a complete <laughs> meltdown, 
<laughs> and he, he he took this thing and rearranged absolutely everything for me. And I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, right? So what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is, is I like to fight through adversity. Even with the delay in the microphone, I was gonna I was gonna give her a go. But I crumbled. I folded like a cheap suit. Just you ripped like those the, headphones yeah, yeah, off like, in a heartbeat. Yeah, that you know, was. I I thought you were gonna get up and leave. I thought we were gonna have to really scramble to do this whole hour. But right, and and you know, it, it just I might be getting too big for my own britches, if you know mm. what I mean. Right, a little, little cocky. Right, this is yeah. a little, little. It's a humbling experience. You know, I threw them mm. off. I threw them away. I'm done with this. <laughs> I've had enough. But my light works today, so yeah, that, that, that's works. a win. Yeah, because George isn't here, so there's only three of us in this seat, so you yeah. don't have to go on the fourth extra microphone that's reserved <laughs> in for the corner. Thirds, and, yeah, and face the wall, yeah, and not look at you guys while you're talking, nope. and then try to find time to jump in. Yeah, you can go in the studio, but don't make eye contact yeah. with any of the hosts. They right. really don't like that. We actually just stand outside by the train, if you don't mind. Yeah, and you can talk while the train's mo- passing. We'll by. get you to yeah, call in from the train line. <laughs> yell into the door every once in a while. We'll get it all covered <laughs> yeah. there for you. Yeah. You had a good weekend, though. I did. You watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Oh, yeah, I, I, that's a, such a good, good, good movie. You know, Did you watch it by yourself or with the fam? Well, it's off and on, right? You know, it's on about eight times a day just on, you know, American <laughs> Movie Channel, right? So yeah. you just yeah. kind of catch it in its entirety. Everybody knows, um, you know, that uh, they, they do beep out quite a few scenes, though, too. Well, if you're watching on AMC during yeah, the day, yeah. yeah. It, you know, yeah. And, I mean, my, one, of my, one of the better parts is when old Neil Page shows up at the uh, uh, car rental after his, you know, vehicle's not there mm-hmm. and just lays into that woman, mm-hmm. right? And hey, little boy. You don't get a lot yeah. of that one. No. no, you get nothing of it, right? <laughs> like nothing of it now. And how many F-bombs he drops, you know, in a short period of time. Yeah. And then she comes back at him. It's a very clever movie. Um, I, I, I love it. Every second of it, I love it. It's not, it's awesome. It's one of my favorites. Does the family enjoy it too? Or are they, they like, do again, because hey? they, they do because I enjoy it so much too. Like mm. I still laugh like it's almost my first time watching it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everything about it. They wouldn't watch it, I think on their own, but they would make sure that if I was watching it, they would come and join me. Do you have any kids movies that you constantly watch or put on? I was listening to New Heights last week, the Kelsey podcast, and, um, Jason Kelsey was talking about how his wife is upset with him because he's really gotten his kids into Aladdin mm. because he'll just throw on Aladdin for his own benefit and then yeah. the kids will come in the room and watch it with him. Do you have any kids movies that you watch a lot of? Would the Aladdin be the cartoon or would it be the It would the be the remake? cartoon one. The, the live old action one. remake. No, I think no. the one that Jason Kelsey grew up with, not yes. the one with Thank you. Thank Will you. Smith the world. is the... Yeah. I, yeah. I can show you the it, world. It's on our house in the background too. Aladdin makes an appearance. Mm. Uh, the Incredibles make an appearance. Oh, that's classic. Right, yeah, that's that's just, a banger. I remember going. I was. I think it was I saw a lot in theaters. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Yeah. I, I when I was playing in Lowell during the lockout, there was a theater right across the street, and my wife and I we'd go and watch all kinds of movies all day long when movies were fun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, movies uh, were fun. <laughs> yeah. Back in the good old days. Yeah, you could get a bag of popcorn for $4. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Movie chicken, two fifty. Carrot tomatoes. Food costs yeah. more than the movie now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that, uh, Finding Nemo does. Yeah. Um, Toy Just Story. Just keep swimming. Uh, there's a bunch of other <laughs> ones, too. The thing is, if I put on Toy Story, I might cry. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's one that, like, just... Toy Story Quality 3 or 4, films. I can't remember which one it was, but that one just oof, kicked me right in the gut. Four. Cried yeah. like a sucker. Well, no, three, three, three is when they're in the when they're going to get oh. like, put in the incinerator. Yeah. I've only seen the first one. That's yeah. it. That's a Two story. and three, yeah. also very good, yeah. I will say. A lot of the, animated... Uh, two's like Godfather 2. It's better than the first. Oh. It is really good. Well, this is exciting. I will say, you should definitely check out... Monsters vs. Aliens. That's a really good one. Just going back to uh, The Incredibles really quickly, if you'll forgive me for putting on my George Russick hat for a second here, but Mrs. Incredible, 
Not My bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very talented woman. Very talented. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Could she fills stretch? out the spandex well. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, um, how about those Flames? A couple games down Dallas, Colorado. I think that going into the weekend, we were like, hey, one of four would be like pretty sweet. They got two of four. They played pretty well. Here's my takeaway that I ended the first segment with. Wasn't great goaltending Friday, but had the better goaltender and won. Wasn't great goaltending on Saturday. Didn't have the better goaltender. Lost. It's not all goaltending, but I thought the team played pretty well and, and just kind of inopportunistic. And the power play continues to suck all life from this team whenever oh, they have it. But, but apart prefer, from that... You prefer they don't go on the power play just to, just to yeah. preserve momentum. Defer. Yeah. Um, you know, my takeaway from the Dallas game Friday night mm. was uh, Greer's celebration after his goal when he was staring at the crowd. Give me some. <laughs> give me more. How about you cheer? I'm like, I'm dying laughing. I'm like, wow, <laughs> good Greer. for you. Yeah, and well done, ce- man. Yeah. I love the celebrations that go after the crowd. Yeah. I love that. I know. You're like, good for you. Well, That's yeah. great, man. You know. That's, uh, what, second on the year? <laughs> Check my notes yeah. here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great work. Yeah. You know, uh, goaltending was bad. Um, Jake Ottinger was uncharacteristically floppy and all over the place and holy. Um, and then that pass by Connor Zari was just dirty. Um, but overall, you know what? I didn't like the start of the game for the Flames. Mm-hmm. Uh, that goal by March, that first goal, was bad. It's been a while since we've had a first shot goal for 25, and that one was stinky. Um, and he was, But he was deep in his net, too. Although it went through him, he was deep in his net. Mm-hmm. And, and you... And and when you're deep as a goalie, it's usually because hey, you're tired. I don't think he's tired. It'd be you're just you know you're not on. He wasn't too far out on that one. It was you could see the pass coming. the The guy that passed it across wasn't uh, wasn't shooting it from where he was at. He was a left handed shot. That's coming across. You can read that pretty pretty good. And the old Don Cherry always says too, you got the D man's got to get the stick out of the way. But yep. but having said that, um, he wasn't in a position. He wasn't in the best position to make that save. Uh, and then you followed up with uh, goal number two, and that was an awful giveaway by Backlund, like s- straight-legged backhand sauce into the Dallas player's chest. Yeah, and then to, they just... to a player that doesn't need any more help because yeah. he's been fighting it with yeah. Jason Robertson. He's under 10% in the shooting percentage. Which is weird because that yeah. guy's... Like... We talked with Owen Newkirk, and he's been trying his best. And he's, the points are there, but they moved him actually down the third line. Like Jamie Benn actually finished that Vegas game on the yep. top line, so yep. they broke up the Avengers line for the first time in a while. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I didn't like that goal short side on Mark Stramother. And, and that's what goalies are taught nowadays to do is to go down. Their goalies are big. You keep your chest up. There's there's a low percentage that will beat you up there. It's got to be a perfect shot, and it was. And when it does go in, um, it's a bad goal, yeah. right? Because it's a short side goal, and, you know, he's not expecting him to, to bank it in off his mask. and that, But he did, so there you go. Go ahead. Is there a more annoying goal? Because that gets you right in the side of the head. I bet the ears start ringing a little bit, and it's behind you. That doesn't matter. You get hit in the head all the time. In a game, it, it doesn't bother you whatsoever. The, what bother would, would bother him is that that he can save. You know, mm-hmm. and whether it hits you in the head or whatnot, who cares? It's that he can save, right? Especially a big guy like that. Yeah, he's taller than I am for crying out loud. Yeah. Um. So I didn't like him doing that. So he's playing small on two plays now. Even though you know it was a great shot, but. I still chalked it up to being a bad goal, and there was a mistake beforehand too, right? The, the Flames got to give themselves a chance too, right? And and you know, the Friday night there was there were some big giveaways. Saturday night there were some big giveaways, and you got to eliminate that crap if you're going to play against good teams. Now, the saving grace for the Flames was as Ottinger wasn't very good. The Flames stuck with it, and what I did like about Markstrom is that he he stuck with it himself, mm-hmm. right? They needed some big saves from him in the third period. He gave that to them. The Flames scored seven. 
which, you know, being down by two, coming in, scoring. Uh, Five I, unanswered. And I, I was, I watched the first two periods. And I'm like, do I want to watch the third? <laughs> do I want to? You know, this, this is, is how I'm going to spend my Friday yeah, night. My do, nine o'clock hour oh, on my Friday night. And, I, and I'm just, you know, and then, oh, well, okay. You know, they get one, they get two, they get three. I'm like, holy smokes, what's happening here? And, you know, that, that, uh, uh, who 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 got the third goal? Well, the third goal for Dallas. That that one on one. Wyatt Johnson. Thank you. Yeah, White 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 Johnson. What a shot! It was great, but you know that's a one on one, right? And it's a good it's a good shot, and he had time to skate in and wire that one too, right? Um, yeah, just right right down but, Main Street. But that's far out to me. You know what I mean? That's top of the circle. That's top. It's even <laughs> it's even a few it's feet way out there back at the top of the circle, and and Markstrom is way out too. So, uh, you know, I, I yeah, I, just like nobody decided to take Wyatt Johnson's none side there. at all. They're all floated to the left side of the ice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. Um, and then was it, uh, who got, uh, that, that low shot, uh, on, uh, um, Ottinger there? Was it Backlund that scored that goal? Uh, low glove on Ottinger. I think it was two or three. I had it written down in my notes and I didn't bring them. Actually, I made notes. It's weird. Anyway. Yeah. Did you... <laughs> And that's I'll never make I, notes again. It, it, it's not my style. No, not really. But that was a clean shot too. That beat Andre glove side low, and then you know his glove hand wasn't firing at all. Uh, it was a Sharon Govich tying goal. That was the second the goal. That's not the one I'm talking okay. about. The one after. Oh, okay. there was the Rosicka goal yeah, after that. Yeah, the Rosicka goal is what it was. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was just an ugly, like straight on. Ottinger makes that save, and it's like, yeah, that that's a easy save for Ottinger to make and it goes in underneath his glove and it's like he was guessing well even the Lindholm one where he's all sprawled out you're like how does that get under you I know you're on the ice how does it I know. get under and when a goalie ends up on his stomach mm. you know he's he's forcing he's trying too hard because you're just lunging at the puck and you're better off staying on your knees and keeping your chest up and trying to cover as much ice as you can Ottinger ending up on a stomach chasing that one was weird because uh you know but that that first shot though shouldn't it, there should have been no rebound there because it hit him in the glove, like just yeah. and it popped right out into the slot, and like that's a that's a very stoppable puck there, you know. And, and so anyway, we can talk about that. Anyway, long story short, Flames won seven four. They got the win. We thought they blew an opportunity in in, in on Wednesday playing against the Predators. They kind of laid an egg. They were outplayed in every facet of that game, mm-hmm. and we're like, those are the the Seattle game and the Predator game. They have to win those games because they're going into Dallas and they're going into Colorado. So like, those are the big games. You got to get the wins when you can get them. They lose and. Nashville, I'm like, oh, shoot. Uh, they win in Dallas, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then they come into Colorado, and uh, I thought Vladar was was pretty solid in the first period. Made some pretty good saves. Uh, that Prosvetov or whatever his... Ivan Prosvetov. You mean waiver claim Ivan <laughs> Prosvetov? <laughs> yeah. His first shot is kind of a half breakaway by Zari. And yep. Makes that save, and you know you're good after that. Zari scores. He's like, okay, well, we got to a new goaltender, and yeah. you know he's thinking the rest of the game. Made that save. I was like, okay, well, there you go. And Ladar made some some pretty big saves. Um, the speed of the Avalanche is just obvious when you watch them get in, like, transition, A, and their entries. Like, the, the gap between it's the so defenders, clean. it's just, they come in so fast, you know, and you have to make a split-second decision, and you know, the Flames got to be better defending. Oh, but you try to defend against McKinnon flying in, or, or McDavid, or Rantanen, <laughs> or Nishushkin, or McCarr, like, that you, I mean, Intanov is the best suited for that. I mean, because he's just he's he's just a stud back there. He had right? the one stand up of McKinnon yeah. early on, right at the blue line. You're like, oh, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, 
and then they back off like a foot and <laughs> he scores from the blue line later. Yeah. But he can only do that if he trusts his guys on the ice because yeah. he's almost taken himself out of the play to do it. And he didn't hit him hard. He just stood in his way, right? And that's all. And it just made it un- not smooth for him to get through. You're just not going to bulldoze like a bull in a china shop across my blue line. Exactly. That's all I'm going to... I can't stop you. I'm just not going to let you do what you exactly. want. Exactly. And and you do that enough times and McKinnon starts to, okay, well, you know, they're... Frustrated. Yeah, a little yep. bit. But that entry on that power play... And then Drew N could just walk oh, in and just, goodness. I mean, you know, everybody knew in the building he was going low blocker. Left-handed shot, skating in from the glove-hand side, just cross-body cross shot in, bomb, great, you know. And then Uyghur's just egregious giveaway, or was it, he, yeah, it was Uyghur, that backhand up the middle. Oh. And then, oh. uh, like, 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 what What are you doing, what guys? What are you doing? We, he had a bad giveaway against in the Nashville game, the one that yes. he broke the stick on, that he broke the stick over the, the crossbar. That yeah. was his giveaway that led well, to that, that was, goal. I also thought that Manjapani could have done a lot better. Yeah, for sure. And when you have too. no options, you know, and, and you're under pressure, you know, we judge these guys very quickly on poor decision-making, and they yep. have to be perfect. That This is one of those plays where you notice a calm, cool defenseman mm-hmm. that's under pressure that can make those plays. Um, but with Colorado being so fast and him just obviously thinking there's guys on him, even when there's not, I got to make a play, and that's what constant pressure does. And it was a terrible giveaway, but Vladar made the save. Yeah. Uh, and that was a big save. Yeah. And, and I was like, wow, you know, he's this guy's dialed in. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, start of the second period, um, you know, there was a, a lost, uh, there was a giveaway at the blue line there. Zadorov. Against, uh, you know, we, we uh, it, <laughs> it's just so easy. When I'm watching the highlights, I just see, Big 16. Z just He's skating around, place, just, eh? just chasing the puck and giving it away at the it's blue like line. It's like he's got a highlighter on him. <laughs> you know, and I can't I, stop watching. And I and I have to bring it up just because it's 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 painfully obvious right now. Uh, just because he just called everybody out, everybody out on the team, and then himself. You know, it's like just kind of whether his you know it, it, your agents. You know, he's going to be he's going to sensationalize. He's got to sell you. But now the spotlight is just on him and. If you're a spiteful Flames fan like me, sometimes you know um, I just look for little mistakes well, exactly. out there. Now, just, just uh, oh, I've never got more texts about Nikita Zadorov <laughs> since he requested a trade. I know. And now- I, we were talking about this before, like to open up the hour, and I actually really like Patty's little analogy that he came up with. But it's like we. we I think he's been doing this the whole time. Yeah. It's just now that we notice it, I right? Know. Like, yeah. I, well, even that first goal in Dallas, he pinched, got beat, no support, yeah. coming back. He's, he's he's facing the goalie when they score. You know what I mean? He's skating back all the time. And last I checked, he's playing defense. But that that goal by Johansson there, that backhand, uh, I was really disappointed to see that one go in. He's on his backhand. Um, he can't cut to the middle, really. He's running out of ice. And he said it in, the, in, in an interview afterward, too. He's like, he was running... He didn't know what to do. He couldn't cut to the middle. He took it too wide he, to begin. He did, yeah. right? Um, the only option was the wraparound. Yeah, yeah, but see, he's on his backhand too, and that's always the tricky part. Uh, I'm not excusing Vladar here. That was a bad goal. He needs to make that save. He needs to play that better. But you're on your backhand, and you and it's hard to read guys on the backhand because mm-hmm. even as far out as he was, he can go backhand, switch to forehand, shoot. He can try to slide it through your five hole, but you can't read the backhand as to where it's going. So you're you don't want to get beat. On a backhand like that, right? So well, he's you thinking, don't want him to put it in the bar under right. the corner, right? Because in most situations, you you see guys have that, and they they're going to cut in to the front of the net. Yeah. So like, I like the way Johansson Wiggies he had it on his backhand. He's like, oh, this is easier if I just keep going around, mm-hmm. and it bit. Like, what do you want Vladar to do? Like, what do you how well, do you want to play his that? His right skate was outside of the right post, right? So when he does that, and then he slides and goes down, he slides with Johansson. To the right, going now when he goes behind the net away yeah, from the puck. He like locks his skate up against that so, far post. But it's 
but his right skate is outside yeah. of the right so of the right no post. leverage to push back. Well, and he's too far out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because goalies will use that post to push off. You can get yeah. a lot of power when you have your, your foot inside the post and you can push off. And you see yeah. a lot of goalies play it like that that are just super flexible, that can compensate. Like mm. a Sorokin can do that. A Jonathan Quick can do that. Because they can get their left toe when you're coming from behind you, from blocker to glove, they can get their toe across. But the yeah. way he was positioned, he wasn't flush with the goal line. And so when his left leg comes over, he's pushing it out about two or three inches forward from the left post, and he can't get over. And you see his right leg, how far yeah. Yeah. away, outside the crease that he is. It's almost out of the crease. It's like almost on the, the opposite line near the trapezoid. So uh, <laughs> enough of that goalie nerd talk. He played it wrong. Yeah, and That's all he did. He misread the situation. He thought he was going to shoot. He felt like he had to play the shot. He went down on the shot when there was no shot, and then Johansson wrapped it. A veteran like that is going to catch that every day. I would imagine. Yeah. Right? And and so, okay, now it's 2-1 on a goal that this building especially, like there's, it's, it, there, it's, it's a busy, it's a loud building. There's a lot of momentum swings in that game. Yeah. They, you know, the Colorado. They're can, an active crowd. Yeah, and they, and they can wind it up. They're an exciting team. So you give them an inch, that goes in, crowd goes crazy. You know, okay, now they, they keep got, the four check going, right? And, and now like, they're beating you down, right? And uh, and it wasn't too long after that, you know, Huberdo comes in. And, two minutes later, yeah, yeah, they've got the. It's a nice feed by ten. Hey? You know what? And, and <laughs> it is. It's awesome, and, and it's, it's nice. What we expect. It's it's what we expect. But I'd like to stop talking about those and just say that's just how he plays. Yeah, right. It's just him. It's just him. But right, it, this season, last season, it hasn't been. So for him to make those type of confidence plays, where he's pulling everybody to him, mm-hmm. and then you know, passing it off to whoever for a wide open net, that to me shows like he's starting to get a bit of confidence, right? And so hopefully he can build off something like that and keep her going. Um, he's having a better season already this year, I find, from last year, yep, right? I um, agree. But still not good enough. But He had a really rough start too. Like for sure the, he did. the past couple of weeks have been good as far as <laughs> turning things in the right direction and, and kind of moving things along here and, and getting the points up again. Like I think he's on pace for like fifty one or fifty two points right now, which still is not good <laughs> which, for ten and a half million dollars. Building but, on last year. Yes, exactly. We're being positive Pete here. Yeah, we're doing yeah. Our, our our very hardest <laughs> try. Yeah. Um, it's not easy. No, it certainly isn't. Uh tonight Vegas though, so just Another cupcake opponent for you. Know, you. No big deal. Maybe he'll elevate his game to, to play against his, uh, a, a very, very uh, strong opponent. But let's get to that third goal mm. from McKinnon, though, too. That, that, that floater from the blue line. Tell me about it. Yeah, you know what? There, there's so many thing, little things. Does it take a deflection? I don't know. That's I, the thing. They slowed it down. Yeah. And, of course, you're part of the goal union. You're like, you know, it could have hit a stick because he extended. and yeah. you know, It, like, ra- it might have been Rasmus's stick right at the start. Like, right... There, but, but it's a far tip, and it's not a hard. Tip. It's not the hardest. That's shot. still for me. That's a, like look. Where, but look where Ladar is, though. Two top of the crease, right? Like there's nobody back door. That's another bad goal. Despite all the uh, the, the small little hurdles in front, you know, D man tying up his guy, cutting through his sight line. What else is he supposed to do? The Colorado guy's going through. It was just such a a, a soft. Like we used to have a not a drill, but in warm up. Where at the end of practice, at the end of the warm up, and a lot of teams do this is the whole team gets some, you know crowds around the net, mm-hmm. and one of the players grabs a puck from the blue line or so and just floats a wrister in like it comes in so slow it could be tipped yep. nine thousand times before it hits you. When it comes in that slow, you're not used to the <laughs> the the game is so fast that when you slow it right when down, you see slow things. It, like what is this? It's like getting pitched a changeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
right? Well, it's it's getting out in front of it. Yeah, and so now you have to wait. He knows he's shooting there because there's no other option, and you can't. But you can't hear it off. So if he's screened, he, you can't hear it off McKinnon's stick. It's just a little. It's a lob. You it's can, a little chop. Yeah, it's right? not like a big slapper, a big wrist shot. It doesn't have a big snap at the end of it. But um, you'd like to give uh, all all the players on the ice the benefit of the doubt there. But that's another goal that Vladar needs needs to that needs to keep out of the net. That's uh, that's. And it's 30 seconds after the Flames just scored their goal. Well, that... And, and they and had Lindholm, the, uh, Lindholm had the miss on the breakaway. Yeah, yeah, right? And, I mean, it, within a matter of minutes, this could have been a 2-2 hockey game and back in it, and now it's a 3-1. Now there's a bigger gap. I think credit to the Flames. They, you know, battled back in the third and tried their best. Krasbatov was good. He was, he was awesome. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, he was great. <laughs> he was so good. I think it was his third start for the Avalanche and 14th career start, and mm-hmm. he, looked, he looked very strong. Yeah. He looked very strong. He made some big saves for them at the end. Made some. He didn't have a lot of work to do in the first two periods, but when he was called upon, yeah, he, was, he was, shot him fifteen six in the third. Yeah, right. And uh, and he made some big saves there at the end on the power play and got his. He can do the splits. You know that's always exciting to watch. But uh, yeah, you know that was one of those games, like you said, back to goaltending, right? And also specialty teams. Well, yeah, that's. It's a blah blah blah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> we're bringing it back. We, we, it's on the hot sheet now. You have to keep that for anything that's awful, right? Okay. Like, yeah. Nashville Predators they, yell. It's just they are so disorganized. They're so they just they, they they you can see where they're passing. Their entries are just terrible. You, you may as well just start skating it in and then just you know dumping it in and go and forecheck and get the puck and play it like old school hockey, right? Because you're not gonna. You're not coming in. You're it's, not. You're not setting up right off the bat. You got to make it uh, simpler on yourselves for now. We see it in the NHL when teams don't. When when you got a hard working team, and and at five on five they work so hard, and then they draw penalties, and and they're just they're they're nonstop, and they're always got the pedal down, and it, and they're relentless. Then they get on the power play, and they're like, ah, <laughs> yeah, let's I touch know. it around, and now we're a finesse group. I know, and it's not just the Flames, although. It feels like over the last decade, we've seen the Flames on the power play do this, especially, you know, when Kachuk and Gaudreau and, and that entire group of superstars wasn't part of the solution. Yeah. But since Gaudreau left, the entries have not been the same. And and it just doesn't feel like it is as intense. Like, I liked when Zary and Pospisil joined the power play because they were intense. They were yeah. going all the time. They wouldn't stop. When your power play's having success, you're getting recoveries after your shots. You're keeping pucks in. You're attacking defensemen. You're moving the puck around. You're moving your feet. It just feels like they take the foot off the gas when they're on the power play. Well, and you need speed, mm. right? And if you're not fast, if you're not deceptive, you're not getting in by skating it in, right? You look at how quickly Colorado got in on that Drew Ango. Mm. Like, they just picked them <laughs> apart in three seconds, and it's it was all speed because you're just trying to figure out who you got, and, well, I'm going to go get the puck. There's somebody already there with the flames. It's... Who's doing what here? I got the puck now. Maybe I'll go. Oh, no, you should go. No, I'm going to try it offside. And you're like, okay, well, we'll try this again here. Let's mm-hmm. regroup. And it just looks very disorganized. Um, and it's 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 hurting the hockey club right now. It really is because you 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 work hard to get on the power play. You work hard for that opportunity and you get momentum and then your power play kills it because now you're like, oh, man, we can't and that, score. And the other teams feed off that. For sure the they do. The other teams feed off killing your, penalty, your, your, your power play all that time. One for 28 in their last 10. Yeah, that's awful. This is an Avalanche team that has added, like, I think it's six new forwards to their group, and some guys had some pretty good days. Miles Wood was yeah. flying around out there. Ryan Johansson obviously had the big goal, the game winner that had an impact on this one. 
But I wonder about continuity being a big part as far as being able to play with speed. And we're maybe seeing it a little bit more now that the Flames' lines have kind of been set for a week or two here. And I think about this Avalanche team, and you know, you got Landeskog and McKinnon and, <laughs> and Rantanen, and it's a lot of guys that have played together for a long time. That's why they can play with speed. Like, I know Duran just got there, but he spent his whole junior career with McKinnon. They were a terrible duo back when they were in the OHL. So, I don't know. Well, or the, the, Q. Q. The, the Avalanche have an identity, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they've been around so long that you can plug people in and if they don't work, they move them out and find somebody else. There is a core there that has that team, that leads that team, that is the identity of that team. The Flames have been searching for an identity for a long time. For the last couple of years, it was their coach, I figured. It was Daryl. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody would talk about Daryl yeah. and, and, and his demands and, and, and how he operated and what he expected. Everybody knew the expectation. Yeah, lunch pail hockey. Exactly. Yep. Um, and that's what this team's kind of been. Even when they had Gaudreau here, yeah, he was, you know, the face of the club. Yeah, like they can play that Daryl style, yeah. but they can also play that game on Friday. Yeah. Where wild, fast, and loose type stuff. So, like, and that's been, like, the Flames for, like, the last decade, it feels like they can play every different style, but not consistently. And where I'm going with this is, yeah, you can change the coaches. You can pull these, you know, these, these you know, it's an important piece to have a coach, but it's a cheaper option to get rid of them and, you yeah. know, move, plug guys in. But the successful teams, the players obviously drive the team, and that's the stupidest statement on the planet, but it's something that we haven't seen here for a very long period of time, right? You go to Pittsburgh, I mean, easy, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, the LA Kings, when they were winning the Blackhawks, it's like, yeah. it's. And I know, once again, it's not that simple to draft that well and to get all those players in a room, but we've been missing that here, right? Where it's always been somebody else. What's the identity of this? In the old four cup run, it was, you know, it was a Ginla, it was Kippersoft, it was Regeer, it was, you mm -hmm. know, like, you knew the the core of this team. They were, even though Daryl was there, everybody loved Daryl. They'll fight you. But the, every, they, every it, inch exactly, of the way. Exactly, it was the players on the ice and yeah. here in Calgary, I mean, just to focus on our group here, it's it's the players. Like, what's what's the identity? What do you want to be? What do you want this team to be? Mm -hmm. And right, and, and for years, we don't know what that identity is. It's Coach is too tough. He's not hard enough. We don't forecheck. We don't have a score. We don't have a game breaker. We don't have a goalie that can make a first save. And all these guys can do it on different nights, but they need to do it together. And consistency is what makes an, uh, an NHL player because there are guys with a tremendous amount of skill. And I played in the minors for 10 years. Guys that we could just score at will. You'd think, why the hell are these guys in American hockey? They're way too good to be here. A lot of it was attitude, work ethic. It wasn't ability, mm. right? It was the it was the desire to to be good and number one every night, play the hard games, yep. and that's you need somebody to do that. Yes, mm. you can have the Giordano's as captains and be a lunch pail guy and work his butt off and like be a leader on the ice and you know block shots and do this and do that. That's great, sure. You know Michael Backlund, great, sure. These guys are all hardworking players, but you need to do that on a consistent basis every single night. And I'm not calling out Backlund, I'm not calling out Giordano, but that's kind of. You know that that's that's the, the culture of your hockey club, and yeah. and and it's a tough it's a tough thing when you're in that slump where who's going to take the bull by the horns and we're going to change this and um, that's why you know you, you can't just make little changes to make this team better. That, mm. That's where it's like I kind of feel like yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of nice to see 10, 11 players with ten points on the team, but it's like yeah, everybody has to pull their weight yes. for them to get to where they want to go this way, and like. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, you want maybe a guy to have a 20 point and have that outlier. Like, I'm the dude. Five point yep. night against yeah. the Ducks. Yeah, exactly. That'd be nice. But there's not that guy on this team. Right. There's not. No. And, and that's that's the problem. And you look up the road, I guess, yeah, up the road to, to Edmonton. 
It's been the dry sidle and McDavid show. Yeah. But their culture's been off though too. It's mm-hmm. been those two players. That's really all you mm-hmm. need to know about that club, mm-hmm. right? And the other thing there too is like, and it goes back to it, like with draft lottery and tanking and all this type of stuff. Like, a they won the McDavid lottery and they got McDavid instead of Jack Eichel, so you got to win there. And they got Drysaddle at four. Yeah, it's crazy. eh? Like sometimes things got to fall your way in the draft. For sure they do. Absolutely. And I mean, how do you know what a guy's going to be? I mean, there's some guys you're like, yeah, Gary Price. Yeah, we know he's going to be unbelievable, mm-hmm. right? Connor McDavid, sure. Connor Bedard, looking that way, right? But it's pretty pretty obvious that that guy's a, a stud. Yeah, and there's not another Bedard in this draft. No. Or in the one after that. No, right? So, yet. For not, for not next year, but the year Keep an eye on his cousin, Gavin McKenna, <laughs> playing in Medicine Hat. I was going to say, what is he, eight years old? we got to wait uh, for 10 I think years? He's but no. 17 Are they cousins? Year? Yeah, they are. Oh, my God. That'd be awful to have the same last name as, like, you know, your, Connor's gone through it, Bedard's gone through everything. But he's McKenna, though. Oh, okay. Thank, thank the, you the, very the, much. The <laughs> mother's side, I guess. Because that would, be. that would suck. So you got a prolific, you know, big, recognizable last name. And guys will just eat you alive when you're on the ice, eh? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, McKenna played for. Um, I believe he's he's from one of the territories. I don't want to say oh. it because I'm going to get it wrong. Yep. But he played at the um, the the kind of Canada wide provincial tournament. Yep. Uh, Whitehorse w- wasn't in the oh, top cool. division, but he was in the second division. Yeah. He destroyed. He averaged like five points a game. Jeez. And this year he's having a great year with the uh, Tigers playing in, in the dub as well. Twenty six uh, and eighteen. I wonder what yep. travel hockey would be like in, in Whitehorse. You know, like if you want to. I would assume it's a lot of south, <laughs> a lot of trips south. It would know, be my assumption. Busting to Yellowknife, yeah, right. Yeah. Like when, when when I would play in the the Manitoba Triple A Midget Hockey League, like we'd go play in Thompson, Manitoba, yeah. which is just like that's, that's the, the last way you can go. You can't go any north. From no, there. you you can't, right? Or you know, you play in Prince George in the Western League, and yeah. there's nothing close to you, yeah. right? It's just oh. you know those guys that have to travel. They're Man. they're they're gritty players. They don't really <laughs> complain when. You know, you're you gotta you know play two you know two games and three nights. It's yep. like, well, hey man, I've been growing up on the road here since I was six. Exactly. Like it's like this is nice. Calgary's a pretty good place for travel, hey. Oh man, <laughs> it, I was it was unbelievable <laughs> for me because all growing up in Southern Manitoba, all I wanted to do was play for the Wheat Kings, right? I'm just like, mm. I, I we, we would drive the two hours west or two and a half hours west to go watch Wheat Kings games Friday nights when I wasn't playing. Then all I wanted to do was like, there's a goalie there named Joe Mar Cruz, and he had the, the best gear on the planet because that's when goalies were starting to get a tad bit creative a little personality yeah you know yeah. And, and and he had like these gold pads and I'm, and i and i remember just saying like i just want to play with the weekings and wear gold pads yeah. you know and and i didn't get drafted by the weekings obviously i got drafted by the hitman and i come here and uh and the track i mean you play red deer you play 45 Hats, minutes yeah Lethbridge, <laughs> right cranbrook <laughs> it's just like you're home in bed every night and then you guys and then you go wild Before midnight and, yeah, then yeah. You do, and then you do one road trip Ooh. through brandon regina swift yeah. current pa regina. saskatoon knock it all out in two weeks yeah you're right yeah. you know and and uh, I'll, I'll never forget too because i wanted those jomar cruz goalie pads and when i got to calgary and they told me i'd made the team i got to order my gear and it was the happiest day for my father because he didn't have to buy goalie equipment anymore. And he he worked at a sports store back home just so he could get a discount on goalie pads. And I remember coming to the Flame, or the Hitman, and wearing Louisville TPS goalie pads that were too small for me. Like, I, when I stood up, the, the top part of the pad could go underneath my pants. Oh, that's not good. Right? No. And then I had the big old Cujo Louisville glove and the yep. big old Cujo Louisville blocker. And it was just, you know, a free-for-all, right? <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then when I got to order, I ordered Coho stuff. Um... And I wanted to get, you know, like 
hitman comes, I'm like, Mike, I cannot wait to get the copper and the red and the yeah. white and the black and oh man, this is gonna look so deadly and I get to show everybody and and old uh, uh, Kelly Kissio comes downstairs and and uh, we're going through equipment and he's like, get black and I'm like, why? He goes, well, because then I can't see how many pucks you let in if your pads are all white all the time. He's like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, I, uh, wow just pop your balloon eh? <laughs> oh man i was like what no right and then uh uh, uh Flemmer, our trainer he's like yeah man just get black like you're you're and, and it, it wasn't like condescending or rude or they weren't being jerks about it it was just like that was the time in the western it was easier yeah. to get like a two color so i got black and gray you know what it's when you get to a, a new position and you're excited because the next step in your career and you're trying to make an exciting choice. You're trying to be a little bit different. Yep. And and someone steps in and says, you know what, kid? You might regret that down the road. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. It's like on the first day of work, if you showed up and you tried to change your name and everyone just said, yeah, go ahead and do that, Mr. Rose. <laughs> Fool. Well, you know, sometimes it's it's good advice, though. You know, you, you, you're young. You don't know. Yep. I remember when I signed my NHL contract and I was seeing guy, guys in our team that had signed big deals and they were buying beautiful cars and spending a boatload of cash and... I remember Lanny McDonald pulled me aside, and so did Craig Button, and a bunch of the you know the NHL kind of senior Kelly Kissio too, you know good good guys, and they just said, hey, you know it's your money, you can do whatever you want, but they're like, there's a lot of blue collar, hardworking people in this city, and you're an 18 year, 19 year old kid ripping around, and you know it's just you know what it's your choice, you can do whatever you like, um, but just be thoughtful, right? You don't need mm. you know, and so I went out and I bought myself a Chevy truck, huh. and uh, and it was literally I felt great about it. Um, and, and I just remember sitting there kind of thinking, it was like, at the time, it was like, oh, you know, you can't tell me to do that. Oh, I've earned this. You yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm 19 and I'm killing it. I've figured it all out, right? Um, I'm going to be a first round pick. <laughs> you know, more like, contracts yeah, down the line. Yeah, exactly, right? You know, Brinks trucks will be backing up in my <laughs> yeah, driveway, sure right? Um, and uh, it, literally, when I look back, it was like, that's the advice I'd give to anybody. Yeah. Like, just, just go about your business. Don't change. Uh, and, and that was just, that was phenomenal for me because I listened. You stay know? humble. Stay humble, yeah. right? And uh, it's not like there's anything wrong with the guys going out and, 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 and spending money too. Like it's there's not it's not bad. It's just um, you know for me it, it worked better for me because I didn't have to. It's a Chevy Trailblazer LTZ, no big deal. Four door SUV, midsize SUV, had a Bose sound system in it. Cloth or leather? Oh, leather. Nice. First time I ever had heated seats in my life. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What a way to live. Oh man. I got the heated steering wheel right now for the oh, first time. Oh dear. <laughs> That's a luxury. Yeah, bit of a king move. I uh, I I currently drive a a uh, 2011 F150. Oh, wow. uh, I spent money on one vehicle in my life, and I will never do it again. I I held out, you know, and I I bought myself a Lincoln Navigator, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I loved it. And then I realized how much it cost, you know, I'd and build that thing and, up I, and, and I'm just like, what the hell am I doing? I mean, mm. I drove it around for a very long period of time. I drove it into the ground actually because I should have bought eight cars with it. And now it's like I was never a vehicle guy, so I never went out and loved the. I never went to the BMW dealership. Sure. I, I did take a Cadillac out for a test drive for three days. By the way, the guy said I could take it and come back when I wanted. He wow. called me on Monday and he's like, "Hey, yeah, uh, you, you do have to bring it back." It was it was a Cadillac Deville. Oh, and, Ooh, uh, yeah, low rider. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I'm like, "Well, I got it." He goes, "Well, you can't like. Are you bringing it back? Are you buying it or what? How many kilometers you put on that thing?" I'm like, well, "I don't know. I'll drop it off for you. You, you let me know, right?" But I've only been to Banff and back four times. That's it. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I went to about? Manitoba, showed yeah. my grandpa, came back, and it's like he said, "No, don't buy it." Right. <laughs> We've gone so long. It's like a podcast segment. Uh, we're going to take a break, do a three-minute segment, and then take another break. How about that? I love it. All right. We'll do that in a second. Uh, I have a question about Matt Coronado. Okay. And I also have a question about 
um, the Vladar conversation and the wraparound goal. Yep. More of a just a question I've always had about how goalies maneuver being around posts yeah, with their that, skates. That's, that's tough. Yeah, I, I agree. We'll Here. do it around the corner. Sports at 960 The Fan. Wow, well, this is the greatest intro this ever. This track brings me back, hey? What is this? Is the new one out yet? Uh, two years, maybe. Uh, it's the intro theme to Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I played Grand Theft Auto, the very first one, and I thought that was the best game ever. And then when I was... Uh, like the top down? Or yeah, like the, the, per- the, the, oh, the, the top the down. Grand Theft Auto 1 when it's yeah. like looking down. And then okay. I, I stopped playing uh, when I... Uh, on the first PlayStation, I think. Yeah, I was on PS1. And I got the, the Game Shark cheat codes or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. And I just walk around shooting and blowing everybody up. And I'm like, well, this is what it feels like to be a kingpin. It sucks. Oh, yeah. You know, because there's no challenges out there for you in life. You got to work for it. Oh, yeah. Right? No, this, yeah, it was chaotic. It was just like, hey, let's just go do some crime. I'm yeah. 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to order a chopper and blow a bunch of stuff up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. cops chase me. <laughs> yeah. Great Be loaf. Mom. Yeah. Be yeah. loaf. <laughs> now. Anyway. A uh, couple things I wanted to get to. Uh, tomorrow, you're going to join us again because the Flames play the Golden Knights tonight. Can't wait. Tomorrow, we are going to have a conversation about Dustin Wolf. Yes, we are. Because we don't have enough time. And no. it's a good conversation that we have to have. But I did want to ask you something that I mentioned about uh, Dan Vodar and that wraparound stop. Does there ever come a situation where you damage your skates on the post trying oh, yes. to push off? And yes. what is the solution? Yeah, nothing. You can go to the... To can the you po- tell to the- like immediately that you've yep. done something? Oh, yeah. Um, but that's why you watch any practice now. They got those little rubber stoppers in the post for practice when guys slide side to side. That's it, why it, those it, it are does, there. It doesn't take the edge off your skate. Oh, okay. In a game, it's going to happen, and it and and it's not going to blow you out so bad where where you, you, you we would notice it. But you'll notice it on a push here or there, right where the guy's trying to move right to left or left to right. He has no edge, and his foot will just push it nothing. Just slides just slide out, out. Right slide yeah. out, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that. That's all that is. And being a big guy, big guys usually have bad feet just because they got to come so far down when they're sliding left. Like There's just a whole lot of holes when they when they go, right? Now, on, on a play like that, once again, I would prefer his right leg to be tucked against that post and not play it like he's actually, you know, like he's, he's, he's coming one-on-one straight mm-hmm. at him because he, he has that opportunity to wrap. But anyway. That being said, when you're trying to push as a goalie, is it the attempt to push kind of with the blade, or is it with the side of the foot? Is it's it with the, the toe? It's yeah. with the blade. So it's just something. Yep, it's that's there. Just part of the gig. Yep, for sure. And you, that's why you look at posts all the time. Like they repaint those things nonstop. Yeah, because it's just you chip. Well, it's why they have the practice nets for yeah. warm up, and then they have the actual nets, which are nice. Yep, for the game. And and you and goalies, you, you like you can get so much more power by just you can use your glove. You know, push off too. Everything you push off from your post if yeah. you need. An extra boost. It's like a, it's like a rocket pack on your back. Sure. Right. Okay. Right yeah. on. Looking yeah. at a lot of video game stuff yeah. here for the final five minutes of the show. <laughs> wow. Um, I wanted to ask you about Matt Coronado and not necessarily your analysis of his AHL play because I think that's probably a little unfair. It is. But seven goals, uh, seven assists, fourteen points in twelve games. One thing that we know about Matt Coronado is he can shoot the puck. One thing we know about the Flames, their current power play is not very good. So I've seen some, a lot of fans say, hey, why don't you just go grab Matty Coronado, put him on one of these power play units and try and solve it. My rebuttal to that would be, I don't know where you put him. Mm-hmm. It feels like for once the lines are actually kind of set. Sharon Govich is playing well with Lindholm and Manjapani. Huberto seems to be getting back to what we know he can be with Backlund and Coleman. The kids, both with Nazem Kadri, have been very good. The fourth line has had two ex- excellent games back to back and Walker Dewar has been your healthy scratch. I know. My point is, I don't know where you put him in. You, there is no spot for him right now. This team is, like you said, they're starting to find a little bit of chemistry. There's, I would say getting going might mm-hmm. be a bit of a stretch, but there is chemistry. Mm-hmm. And, and for Coronado, it sucks. He started the year with the club when they were 
up and down, and he didn't have he didn't he scored that one beautiful goal against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh that was just a beautiful shot. I'm like, wow, that's an NHL shot. This guy should be here. Good on him. That's the great. timer down below. Yeah, yeah. Yep. on kind of a, a sharp angle. Yep. Um, but now he's got to not think about that, right? Like, cause you do that all the time. You send them on, look at the big club. Well, this guy's struggling over here. And I mean, obviously being a goaltender, that guy's not doing great. He's not doing this. And you're kind of seeing where you always fit in, um, from advice to him is just, you know, focus on what he's doing. Don't even care about the big club. Just make sure that you're, you're a good, good, a good teammate. Sorry. You know, you're, you're contributing a B your good teammate and all that kind of good stuff. And your opportunity will come, but there is no room for him right now. The way the flames are going, none. Can't move Pospisil down because he has to go through waivers. Right. He's getting claimed. For sure. Uh, everybody else is playing well. You don't really have anybody else you can send down apart no. from Connor Zary. And but, really, the only the only thing that could get him called up is an injury that is more longer term yeah. like, What's What's going on with Dewar? Or a trade. I don't know. He hasn't been outstanding this year no. either. No. Last year, he was just you know, hard working and flying around and mm-hmm. getting in people's faces and He's getting scratched now, isn't he? Yeah, he has he's he's scratched four of the last five, I yeah. think. Yeah, I like that guy. I love that guy. I met him this summer. I thought he was a tremendous human being, and I love the way he played last year, and this year it's not there. You said in the first segment, man, what's the difference between guys in the NHL and guys in the AHL? Consistency, right? Yeah, it's that consistent intensity. It's a little bit different when you're doing it in the NHL against big sure. boys, especially on that fourth line where the guy's just going to clobber you all the game. And the big bright lights kind of wear off a little while, and it becomes yep. a grind, right? Mm-hmm. As, as 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 much as people won't believe that, you get paid tons of money, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah, so maybe that's a, a guy they could send down on waivers, but then once again, that doesn't open a uh, spot in the 12. No, no but, but, I, but th- he'd get claimed too. I wouldn't want to yeah. lose him. They're, I mean, yeah. they're, they're not done with him yet. He's going through a rough patch. I'm not done with him, and I, the Flames aren't either. It's just, yeah. I miss him. That's all. Yeah. My big old heart misses that guy on the ice. <laughs> he was you fun know? to watch. He was easy to cheer for. Yes. Run around, throw and, a hit or two. A Pretty good that, shot. That just looks like, you know, with a name like that, you should wear a cowboy hat and beat the wheels off people yeah. at a bar in Crow's Nest Pass yeah. for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. yeah, on your off days. <laughs> yeah. Drive out to the pass and have six beers, fight somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Smash some pills or throw somebody through a window, oh, get yeah. up and, and play pool with the guy about yeah. 30 minutes later, right? Yeah. Um, all kind doors, hey? All kind door services. Don't yeah. forget it. Uh, hey, thanks for coming in. See you tomorrow. Hey. All kind door services limited, your one stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call all kind door services for all your door repair needs. I got on the first one there. I almost missed the second because the first segment went so long. I, I was know. A thrown on. I'm just trying to jam so much stuff in. I know. You know what? <laughs> and you just, you just, you got to just reach into that haystack and you just grab what? one piece of hay out at a time. That's all you need. That's all you need to do. It's Don't just, get overwhelmed by it. I miss George Russick. That's what it is. Yeah. I, I miss his ability to read the liners. It's, yeah, yeah. We all do, don't we? It. Yep. Uh, he'll be back on Wednesday. Oh, what's he? We still in Toronto, I guess. Eh? Yeah, a little family Niagara. time. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Niagara, don't you dare. I know. Oh, yeah. GTA? Yeah. He even flew into Hamilton. He didn't really? fly into Toronto. Is that the Steel City? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah he is. kept bragging because he paid $60 for a flight. He's like, he's like, where can you get an Uber in the city for $60? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was really good, George. <laughs> Mind the more like, man, George Wadrick, man. Hey, oh, whatever. The old cops coliseum's still up there, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was an it's awesome the, uh, like First Ontario Center. Well, that sucks like now. Yeah. Cops coliseum, that's deadly. Yeah, that's classic that is classic hey did you catch hour one of the show no oh you can get it on your podcast uh, apple spotify or google if you want Thank, i'm taking the rest of the day off actually i'm gonna oh, listen yeah. to that one hour podcast good for you yeah that's what i'm gonna right do on. Yeah, yeah you can slow it down make it extra long if yeah. you want perfect to charles like davis to, on your ride home i like yes. to speed it up but yes yeah, yeah you love cd i yeah. do you look great today 
You know what? With the old uh, well, U.S. Thanksgiving's over. I figured I'd put a little sweater vest over yeah. a collared yeah. shirt. Yeah. Right? There's it's no the season. It is the season. Yeah. You know? Classy look. Yep. All right. We got to check Charles Davis. You got to get out of here. All right. Keep it real. Go move some solutions or whatever you do. Sell. Sell solutions. Solutions. My bad. All right. Bye, buddy. Bye. That's Brent Cron. Brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited. Around the corner, NFL. Charles Davis joins us. Called the Bengals and the Steelers game yesterday. We'll chat about that and the rest of the NFL storylines. One more hour to go. Sports at 960 The Fan.